what's happening, everybody? Welcome to Batman the Fanimated Stream. Of course, I was going to howl right there. And uh, with me, as always, Harry. How's it going, Harry? <laughs> you took my howl. I was going to do that, man. Uh, oh. I stuck it right by you. See, that's what I do. I apologize. What's up, Scott? How's it going? It's going okay. You know, yeah. we're, we were talking a little bit beforehand. I was over on World's Finest talking house of the dragon morbius moon knight so it's just i'm just gonna keep this just gonna keep this train rolling let's talk some werewolves and batman werewolves and batman i know this is a very interesting episode um that i mean obviously last week we had the tiger tiger which had had to do with humans turning into cats now we have a human turning into a wolf Uh, we're kind of seeing a little bit of a trend here and as much as both that episode and this episode could very well be pretty terrible. Not so much. No, no. Yeah. And actually, if the anim, I'm going to go ahead and start off with my uh, with my high level thought here that if this episode had animation on the level of like you know what Tiger Tiger had, I'm going to go ahead and say I think this is the better episode. Yeah. It almost I, at times I was thinking that it might have been Spectrum. It almost looked like it was almost as sharp, but it's not, is it? No, no, it's yeah. not. It's not as bad as Spectrum, but it's yeah. No, uh, so yeah. it's it 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 just it it was rough. This the, the mm-hmm. some of the animation is just like this was not your this wasn't your A team. This wasn't your B team. But there were sometimes though I felt that if it, it almost seemed like it would because obviously you get the lightning stuff. But uh, but at the same time, yeah, there's some shots where I was like, all right, no, it's not. It's definitely not the top tier stuff right here. So what's going on, Captain Gator girl? We got of course Mama Film Junkie here. How's it going? And we got Ryan. And uh, say hi to Eric mom <laughs> 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 um but yeah yeah and then of course we you know speaking of batman you know it was announced this weekend that apparently i'm going to be voicing some uh i'm going to try to do my best batman voice for a motion comic that of course eric is a part of so i'm going to try to do my best to uh not go as casual batman as possible try to summon my inner maybe uh kevin conroy as i i try to do it i don't know it'll be it'll be interesting it'll be fun but yeah, so that clip was released. If you guys didn't see it, we posted. I posted. I retweeted it the other day. So, going to be interesting. Going to be interesting for sure. But yes, but we're here to talk. Okay, so one thing right off the bat, um, when it comes to this episode, of course, um, Moon of the Wolf is. Uh, anytime, wh- what is up with? Anytime we have something to do with a werewolf, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody turning into a werewolf, you, you always get that shredding guitar <laughs> oh yes because no <laughs> and the weird thing for me is and this is a little bit of a i'm thinking about you know several years in the future from when this episode aired yeah. but dude is that not where they went with like the batman beyond score like, oh yeah yeah a little more rocky a little more yeah. a little more rocky yeah so yeah. i i made sure and i i thought so yes so shirley walker did not compose the music for this episode i didn't think so yeah no with that electric with that shredding guitar i was like no nah, this is not shirley walker it yeah. was richard bronskill okay was the composer for this episode but yes i know what you mean it's like what is it about electric guitar 
Yeah, it's just like a certain sound that has it. Where anytime that you have a werewolf on the screen, you just it just starts like shredding that whole thing, and it's just and and it does. It makes sense because it was it's. I mean, how many werewolf movies have there been? And you kind of get that that little bit. I I mean, I don't even know if like the I don't know if there was there probably was something a part of the score at American Werewolf in London. I don't know. And I mean, anytime I think of like a werewolf movie, that's the movie to really go to because that's a the classic and it's got the one of the ultimate like transformation scenes ever where even to this day you just watch and go jesus christ well, see that's a movie where i've still to this day have not seen that movie but i've mm -hmm. seen that transformation scene like, yeah. like that's how iconic it is that Very i know cool. that and of course i personally would go to another batman connection i think of wolf with jack nicholson and michelle pfeiffer and james spader and james oh spader, yes <laughs> yeah like, i love that movie do that you mo i do love oh, that wow. movie <laughs> it's interesting i mean i remember watching that a long time ago and uh and then it was funny too because wow what was i watching i was watching something i think i was watching i think it was like joe rogan or something like that and he he lo he, he loves like werewolf movies and everything and he brought up that movie and they played a clip from it and i was like oh my god this movie was so just pure 90s cheese but it was i mean i guess it could be good cheese it's one of those movies i should rewatch again you just, uh, you i i petition dave okay. Finian, that you that you give that movie a a, a a redemption a redemption watch okay okay i will i will because yeah it's time to revisit that i mean it's just kind of funny too i mean you had you know technically a joker and catwoman in in a movie together right after and you ultron know, and ultron yeah i know right there you go <laughs> and what's funny too is like when it comes to werewolves i tell you what i could not watch thriller for the longest time when i was a kid i i was scared of that video that video freaked the shit out of me i thought i thought michael jackson was a werewolf i did i did oh, and i saw that puppy in imax 3d about three or four years ago and wow. i'm sorry it's still scared like i've yeah. seen the video still scared the shit out of me Jeez. and that's and landis directed that right yes he did yeah. yes yeah. he did i mean they, i mean it shows i mean the transformation was you know it was on par i mean not as as crazy dress, I mean, because when it comes to American Werewolf in London, I mean, it's like it looks painful. Painful, yeah. Everything is just, you know, and everything like that. And it's just, and then when it came to the Michael Jackson, I mean, it's a little dumbed down a little bit because you know it's a music video, but still, it, they did a really good job with the close-ups and like the ears forming and the whiskers coming out and all that. I mean, they don't make them. And then they had the um, Benicio del Toro Wolfman remake, which yeah, wasn't that was yeah. a decent movie yeah that was actually pretty good and they had like a mixture of cgi and practical that went into that movie and then there was like talks about a newer well werewolf movie that was going to star ryan gosling i remember hearing attached yeah to oh, it. no i think that's still i think that's still up in that's, the air right it's still up in the air but it's it's still happening i think yeah so um i would love it if they would do something to that like what go like the bloom house route like what they did with uh the invisible man oh yeah like, yeah yeah, I think that's what they're going to be doing. I mean, I you know, when that whole thing about the the dark universe, when that just kind of fell flat, it was kind of, it kind of went, all right, we got to do something different. We tried the whole, you know, and I and I and I appreciate the attempt, but at the same time, when you watch the Mummy, sure there are cool scenes in there, but it's just Tom Cruise this time running from a cloud. You know, it's a Tom Cruise action flick that has a mummy involved, and then they try to make it with Doctor Jekyll and Russell Crowe, and then they had this, and it's just. It's just I don't think it was going to work the direction that they're taking now with these characters by making like some low budget 
fresh takes on the characters like invisible man which i thought was just a super awesome fresh take of it they need to continue going that route to be honest yeah i agree completely yeah. agree completely um, agree but yeah funny enough because we're, we're still talking about the title card um because we went ahead and started off with a tangent because that's just <laughs> that's just classic us I, I mentioned last week but in case someone didn't watch last week this is a di- basically a direct adaptation of a Batman comic. So mm-hmm. direct, the writer of the Batman comic wrote the episode. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Lynn Ween, uh, of course, co-creator of Swamp Thing and Wolverine. Uh, Seems like he has a, a taste of a certain he, type of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He loves good old-fashioned, like, horror like you, yeah. you go you go back and read those og swamp thing comics yeah oh yeah he's got a flavor but this is from batman number 255 that has a cover date of april 1974 nice. so the comic was written by lynn ween the art was by neil adams yeah I'm trying to remember i'm trying to i think i had this issue i, I don't know because I, I what's funny about this is like when you watch this you could easily just be like what were they Really, there's gonna be a werewolf and Batman. What what are they even thinking when it comes to this show? But like you said last week, this is actually pulling from some some books. So it's not like they're just like, hey, let's have one with a werewolf now. It's like, no, no, it's no, we're gonna adapt a story. We're gonna get the guy to write himself. And by the way, the episode is an improvement on the comic, in my opinion. So the comic actually does have like uh Tony and everything. It's about the him. Is it the same guy? I, it, it, I'm going to tell you, it is like almost they shift okay. some stuff around. They add some stuff, but it is almost a beat for beat. Okay. Like, like you can follow the comic and then watch the episode and like almost line things up. It is it is that like om, almost one to one from the comic wow. to the uh, to the uh, episode yeah. with some interesting uh, deviations that once again I think make the episode stronger than the comic. Nice. Well, I mean, this episode opens up in a zoo again, and we I, got know. This- <laughs> well, not, I know. I said I thought that too, but it's not in the zoo. A, yeah, it feels like it's a zoo, but it's actually more of like the park. The park. It's like Robinson yeah. Park. Yeah, but the guy, but the zoo, but yeah, it's not the same thing. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> zoo we guy. It, yeah, it's the same guy. But I don't think it was the same guy. It's some guy named Hamner. But it's just kind of funny because now he's got a dog. This guy's got a dog and he's walking around. And then all of a sudden you hear like through the little tunnel, you hear this. And then it's just some happy woman just like, hello. And I'm like going, you're at the park at night in Gotham City just jogging a lady by herself and all happy to do it. Oh, by the way, I recognized the voice of the lady. Who? Andrea Romano. Is it okay? <laughs> so she's yeah. I mean, oh, obviously, it's like yeah. I'm like literally. They just need someone to say hello. Yeah, so. just say hello. That's all you need. <laughs> but I mean, it's just it was just kind of funny. I was like, all right. I just even wrote, "Lady Jogger at Night is way too happy." <laughs> That's what I wrote. I was like, what the hell? Okay. And then of course we get the first look at at the wolf, which pretty freaky design when you got like glowing green eyes. Glowing green eyes. <laughs> anytime I'm sorry. Anytime they have a monster that their way of of his physical movement is where the arms are so long that yeah. he's like hunching over and kind of doing like that galloping. I don't know what it is about that type of movement, 
but I have always found that to be like one of the creepiest things ever that your arms are like so long, like so you can't even run, right? You can't yeah. even run like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then the slobber and all, yeah. the, all the slobber. Slobber coming always. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, it's a pretty freaky, it's a pretty freaky episode if you're watching it as, you know, an eight year old or something. Just say maybe not nowadays, but back then, I mean, especially me, who who was not a fan of the werewolf for sure. I think this one probably maybe gave me a little bit of he, but, uh, you know, and then, of course, the guard dog feels, uh, you know, he he tries to attack, but then he gets thrown into a bush and then and then. Ha- but OK, so get, so ask me this. Why was Batman just there? Was he just shows up and kicks him right and kicks the wolf right in the face? I, you know, the uh, my own my hand yeah. wavy explanation for that is he was patrolling. <laughs> He was patrolling and he just happened to hear some commotion in the park, I guess, because it was just like I told that because I I was blanking on this episode. And then, you know, obviously every time when I watch these, it just starts coming back. But I just was going, all right. I was like, how does this? Oh, and then all of a sudden, you know, why don't you, he says something about like, why don't you mess with me or something like that? And just dan, 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 dan. Oh, right I love face. I love the opening shot oh, though, when we cut to it. It's like it's the foot like coming yeah. right at and you. And then you get that little flash, you know, as if uh, you know, contact was made to your face. So it was cool. And then, of course, you know, Mr. Hamner that gets thrown. And it's funny too, because um, you know, Batman goes and rescues him, and then when he when they get out, the wolf is gone. And then, you know, and he, and he reads his name tag. And it's funny, too, because my first thought was like, oh, there's a reason why he named it. He name dropped him. That this, he's significant. He's got to be significant to the right, story. Yes. Sure enough. Yeah. Because he just full on just like uh, says his name. And then, of course, Hamner just like passes out. And that's it. And then and then we show up. Uh, and then this is uh, this is a good um, Batman appearance in Gordon's office. Where yes. Gordon like picks up the phone to like talk to his receptionist or something like that, and immediately Batman just click like that, and Batman and Gordon goes, "I wish you wouldn't. I wish you would stop doing that." <laughs> <laughs> and of course, there's also a part of me that goes, "What a amazing, dramatic <laughs> way." to like interrupt someone that we no. don't have anymore because no. we don't have like rotary or uh, no. phones because I, I, there's always been like the boss move of pressing down the hammer <laughs> to went to, to hang up the call. Exactly. It's like, it does he even know how those phones work anymore? It's Probably like, not. They're like, what? I, I always love, but that's always been like the boss move of we Click. need to talk. <laughs> yeah, it's always good too in spy movies when you know, especially like a like in Mission Impossible, you hold down that thing and you click it down before they trace your call. Oh, traumatic yes. clicking down like two seconds before they trace the call. That was always good too. Um, now yeah, I, yeah, we were missing that dramatic that dramatic uh thing now because now it's just like now you just got one of these and you just go you just do that again. The but, only thing more dramatic than that is the phone booth. Where right. you go like, <laughs> yeah, you just slam, you slam the receiver right down on the thing. I yeah, know, but I just loved how he just did that. And then, of course, you know, he starts asking Gordon about where about wolves and, and everything. And, you know, Gordon looks up in his makeshift computer, which, you know, makes the same the keyboard. The keyboard noises all sound the same, no matter if it's on its palm, whether it's on the, in it's the back. Click, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. The same Foley, sound effect. Like, you. You. Yeah. you have keyboard Foley. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. pretty much. And it's it's great though because it's a signature sound. But uh, you know, and then he mentions that you know from the zoo there was a couple of Alaskan timber wolves that were taken. And then uh, basically, Batman thinks like he just fought some dude with a really fancy mask. You know, mm-hmm. he's not even even though it's like, man, are you sure about that? You saw the eyes, right? You saw the 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 slobber. The slobber. 
Yeah, I'm like, come on, Batman, what's going on here? Was it too dark? What's going on? It's just. I like, mean, yeah. you just fought mutant cat people yeah, I know. last week. I mean, <laughs> I know you you faced a, a a man bat. I mean, I think you know. Killer be croc. Open. I mean, yeah, yeah, a killer croc, a big clay creature. I mean, I let open your brain a little bit. It's like, come on. I think uh, you could, but then you know he immediately does go. Hmm, maybe not. I mean, then it's kind of funny too because as he's about to go out the window, he finds like some some hairs on his glove i'm like yeah i guess he didn't realize they were there but that does happen i actually i'm sorry, I'm sorry. have you have you ever had a dog or a cat yeah that's, that's, that's a thing you just never know well i was just about to say because I, I i visited my dad today and he's got uh a german shepherd a long-haired german shepherd and uh yeah i'm i'm a little furry like when it came back you know when i was looking at me today too so it, it was fitting today that it, as i was setting up all this stuff and getting ready to go i was like oh look at that i got fur on me so you know i'll forgive batman for not catching that right away but um anyway so then of course uh we get um we get introduced reintroduced to Milo with his crazy mo haircut. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do, however, like that he he is so much more menacing in this episode than really he was is. in Cat Scratch Fever. Also, this is such a better episode than Cat Scratch Fever. <laughs> it is. It definitely is. It definitely is. And then we get a. Uh, um, we get introduced to Anthony. Uh, how's he say his name? Romulus. Romulus. Oh Romulus. no! This, okay. No, this is this is an illusion, Dave. Okay. What do you mean it's illusion? Romulus and Remus, the two brothers who, according to legend, were the founders of Rome. Oh. Which is important because <laughs> Romulus yeah. and Remus, as babies, were raised by a pack of wolves. Oh, look at that! Jeez, see, I would have never made that court this is why again the brains run me yeah no uh, it's funny <laughs> yeah, though because that, that's even a name change from what he was in the comics because mm -hmm. in the original comic story his name was anthony lupus oh okay which of course goes to lupine which is the latin for um you know wolves dog you okay. know that kind of thing it, it's where you also kind of get lichen for lycanthropy so sorry i just totally went etymology on your ass no but hopefully. uh in my mind but but yeah that was because another thing is not only is his name anthony romulus which of course gets the romulus and remus uh that's also where you get romulan in star trek uh yeah makes sense yes exactly because the the romulans were basically like a, a roman empire analogy in star trek while wow, this rabbit hole is going really far down right now keep going I'm going down with you, man. But later on the episode, look at Tony's house. It's all yes. classic, like Roman Greek yeah. architecture. So there's that's so why when you said that, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense when you see the ending of this when he has all the statues yes. posted up. And he was an Olympic. Olympian. Well, yes. Olympian, it's all much. it's yeah. all tied it's together. All, see, it just makes the episode so much better when you find little little tidbits like that. I love it. Yeah, and so yeah, so we get introduced. I mean, obviously, the wolf comes crashing into where Milo's at in some like a little shack or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's got the stopwatch, he's like, or he's got the he's got his little pocket watch, and he's basically said, like, Oh, you got seven seconds, and then we see who you know this guy actually is. And uh, you know, good looking dude, but man, he's got to do something about the eyebrows. Yeah, Jesus that thing goes all the way across. I was like, kind of going, that was an interesting uh you know, design, you, you make this chiseled out, good looking dude. And it's like, nah, we're just going to give him a unibrow. Why not? 
I mean, he does turn into a wolf. I mean, true, true. You know, some of, us, some of us can't hand, some of us, you know, can't control the hair. You know, it just, I know, it right? just luckily, I don't, yeah, luckily, I don't have uh, that as much. Like when it comes up here, it gets a little patchy, but um, yeah, I know, but it's just like, yeah, why not rock it? I mean, whatever. I mean, it seems to be working for him because. Um, you know, it's kind of cool cause we do, uh, and then we, well, we do get a flashback from him, but not quite yet. We kind of get right. like this little backstory, but it's just funny. Cause in the comic, this is when we would have gotten the flashback. Oh, okay. So it would have been like right here, but not it would have so been right here, but they move, but in the episode, I think it works better structurally. They, they move it later. It does because what's kind of cool about it is now we got, we're at the gym where he's at and he's working out next to bruce wayne and i kind of thought it was kind of funny because we've seen bruce work out before but usually he's at home i mean obviously he's he's got all the space he got he's you know he's it's bruce wayne he can work out at home and i kind of thought like why would bruce wayne just want to be working out? i mean obviously if he's in the city he doesn't you're not going to go back home he wants but then also it's like you want to make an appearance in a high class gym because you're bruce wayne you want to put that persona out there that well, i'm not thinking, also... maybe something like that i don't know well, there's also, if you think about the era, once again, going back to the fact that this was adapted from a comic book, oh, uh, yeah. this is back in the 70s when uh, Bruce wasn't living at Wayne Manor. He was living in Wayne Tower, kind of like what we saw in the Batman. The Batman. Yeah. So he wouldn't have had the home gym at the mansion because that because this scene also is adapted straight from the story. So he would have gone to the men's in the comic. It's the men's club. Cause there isn't the cute girl there. There's like this overweight, like old yeah. guy. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad to kind of swap that out. But so that would have been the explanation in the comic, why he was working at the men's club because he wouldn't have had the manor. Gotcha. So gotcha. yeah, it, I, it, it, it's, it's a little, it's just a little nitpicky thing that goes, yeah. well, if you need head cannon, well, you have to kind of look at the source material. True, true. I, I don't know. To me, I was just I was going for the more of like he wanted to show that. Oh, yeah, Bruce Wayne, I'm out here at this, you know, at this club working out. And but and the fact that he's not showing off the muscles either. I like the fact that Bruce yes. is totally wearing like a sweatshirt, heavy sweatshirt and sweatpants. So not, you know, while and, you know, Tony is just like, you know, yeah. Like, you know, he wants to show all the muscles up. And of course, uh, he want you know, he would want to, he basically would love to take on the Batman when it comes to, you know, uh, physical prowess and everything like that. Because what we find out about Tony is the fact that he just wants to be the best and he will do whatever it takes to be the best that, yes. Ever and then, and we, and the scene even opens up with, I think, I don't think it was Summer Gleason, but it was basically a news report that he had public. No, it was because they were talking to that girl. They were working out with mm -hmm. they say he basically put an ad in the paper that said i will give a check for millions of dollars to you know this charity if the batman will come and mm -hmm. pick up the check personally i will say they played it seriously but i totally was like am i suddenly in the middle of a batman 66 episode because this totally <laughs> sounds like something that that adam west would be doing exactly right take on take on <laughs> exactly or take batman on and robin when he's part yeah. of like the, the the bachelor auction yeah 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 a little bit yeah you can kind of it, it does take a little bit of that direction uh and then where you go to the bat cave and you know and it's just kind of funny because i always like it when bruce or like especially batman he's just chilling in his chair like this watching like you know, in, in the costume full on, it's like just watching 
uh, videos on timber timberwolves and everything just to kind of grasp a geographic what's going on. channel you know yeah why not he's just chilling trying to get some information and i always love it when his remote like actually looks like it shoots out a laser <laughs> you ever notice that it kind of goes yes and it yes, just kind of like you see it kind of come it's like did that just actually come out of that thing i want a remote that does that <laughs> meanwhile Af alfred's busting his ass in the back like working on the back talk about a good shot of what's under that hood i know right <laughs> there's like a really good shot of what is under that hood and there's a lot going on in there and i'm like damn how are you uh how do you handle working on something like that my Apparently god just man. with a phillips head screwdriver well that's no, all no, it, no, takes. it was a flathead it was a flathead screwdriver yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. That's all it takes tight tighten up this tighten up that you know, checking, uh, checking, whatever. I mean, I'm just wondering how much oil that thing has to take, man. Jeez, I tell you, I can only imagine. But um, yeah, and then of course, Batman's kind of like wondering. You know, he's figuring everything out, and he's doing that thing where he just basically tells Alfred what he's gonna do, and then he just hops in the Batmobile, drives off, and while you know, wiping off his uh, hands. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you for, you know, you know, doing some work on the Batmobile. Just uh, I'm just going to say what I figured out in my head and then I'm going to drive off and, and we'll see what happens. And good old Alfred right there. Um, so then, of course, uh, Batman shows up at Tony's place. And then this is where it gets a little interesting. I mean, obviously, the thrall throughout this episode, it's just it, there's a big storm that's happening in uh, Gotham City. It's just lightning everywhere. But it's great. We always love it when there's lightning thunder and lightning in Gotham city, because it just adds to that effect, that ambiance and, you know, the sound effects again, just like the explosions, yeah, just like the explosions in Batman, the animated series, the thunder also top tier, top oh, and tier. the light in the lightning strike. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. You can just play that for me. I would go, that's Batman, the animated series lightning. Exactly. It's so distinct. It's signature, just like, the keyboard to all the computers. That's what it is. There's signature sounds. I got to start finding some of those or something like that and put them in here and make some drops. No, but um, so obviously we get to uh, Tony's place. And uh, and then, of course, uh, we see Tony actually write out that check for four million dollars. And in the meantime, we see beads of sweat starting to form on Batman's face. And you're like, uh oh, uh oh. What's happening? And sure enough, you know, he didn't get offered the drink, which probably would have had something in it. No, let's just pump the air. Yeah, exactly. Which actually that 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 helped me when I read the comic, because there's always been a weird line that Milo says when he does pass out. He says, mm -hmm. you should have taken the doctor drink. Yeah. And I was like, I, that line makes no sense to me. It made complete sense because the line is almost verbatim from the comic. Hmm. when he but but he but it milo's not in the scene it's just tony and tony says you sh probably should have taken the drugged drink mm -hmm. and that's when i realized oh he didn't say doctor drink he said doctored yes drink, drink because yeah. he couldn't say the word drugged yeah not on a kid's show <laughs> not a kid's show um, and i'm like wow it was taking me 30 years to finally figure out what the hell that line was that's awesome but yeah so of course batman passes out another time where batman gets knocked out and and nobody bothers to be like let's just lift up the mask <laughs> let's just take it off see who it is you know just quickly let's take a peek take a peek that's why i always uh appreciated when you know like especially in dark night when 
when there was that whole thing where like one guy, you know, went uh, on the street with the Joker before the Joker shuts up, but like he actually reaches to take the cow off and it shocks him. And I'm like, yes. all right, cool. So Christopher Nolan was like, yeah, we got to figure out like, obviously if Batman's knocked out, somebody's going to want to lift up that mask. Isn't that also quick. an 89? Isn't, doesn't he have something like that? 89, in 89, uh, he gets knocked out and then they're like, take off the mask, uh, you know. Bob, good old Bob. Um, and then as they're about to do it, Vicky Vale. Oh, is she, 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 she oh right, she, she, the she flash. was like the ex machina kind of thing, like where it's just kind of intervened and prevented that from happening. But I'm kind of wondering, like, if that didn't happen, what would would he just like immediately just raise up a fist and clock that guy right in the chin? I don't know. But yeah, that's what happened in there. But ah, man, yeah, but, they, they yeah. reminded me, yes. yeah. But Nolan kind of like took it up a notch where it's like, oh yeah, if anybody touches this with their with their bare fingers you're gonna you're gonna get a little bit of a shock so but yeah so they take them back to wherever they're at it's pretty oh, much oh, no, they, they, that's an easter egg oh they, they take them back to sebast construction sebast okay that's what is that dick sebast is the director of the episode ah, okay nice little easter egg right there I like yeah it. and he and he's he's one of those like regular like for, like if you go back and look at the episodes we've watched so far Dick Sebastian name shows like he's right up there with like Radomski and Kevin Altieri. Like he's one of those names that you just see over and over yeah. again as one of the directors working on this show. Nice. But uh, basically there's like a little bit of a pit cause they're, you know, they're building the stuff. It's right off the water. Um, you know, it's just a construction place and there's yeah, like they're a, building nice a new Coliseum. Coliseum, there you go. In which, obviously, you know, adds to uh, the whole Roman Romulus. Adds to the everything, yes. And then, you know, so they have Batman strapped down in like a little the pit area where they're basically, I guess, building a foundation or digging. I don't know. They got them like uh, chained up right there. Um, and then, of course, this is where we get this backstory for Tony because, you know, Milo has his antidote, I guess you could say. And that's what Tony, I guess, wants. Well, of course, he does want. And then we get the backstory of like uh, how much of a champion at the Autumn Games. Did you notice? Yes, that? yes, Autumn I didn't notice it was the Autumn Games. Yeah, yes. the Autumn Games. And he basically was like, all about like uh he just wanted to be the best the best and when it came to meeting up with milo it was so much where milo was telling him about this oh it's not a steroid it's like a steroid kind of base kind of thing but undetectable so you could take this and it'll be better than steroids and they won't be able to detect it and tony was just like go yeah well there you go and just took it from him. and i love milo's face because he was like <gasps> and then he goes and then he gets that evil smile like, right. oh, yeah, that's, that's what I really wanted you to do. But, you know, I wasn't expecting, you know, you to just grab it out of my hand like that. So a little shocked. And then when he's downing it, Milo just got that, that. He just has that evil, that evil. Uh, I won. Yes. He's all that. Is, which is interesting. This is also a change from the original comic story. Okay. Because in the original story, I like this so much more because it makes Tony a victim of his own greed, ego, ego yeah. greed, like, cause he's taking a steroid so he can win these autumn games in the comic book. He's more of a victim and just mm. that he was having like these terrible debilitating headaches and pile and Milo just promised him a, a cure for the headaches. So in that case, he, he, he becomes the werewolf, you know, not at his own, fault yeah. i like this so much more because it's like no 
you screwed yourself over because you were doing something you shouldn't have been doing. So I like that so much more than just random Joe guy yeah. needed a, you know, basically needed a, you know, extra strict ibuprofen. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. I, I, I like that too, because yeah, there's just the fact that he just wants to be the best so much that he'll just take this substance that he's told that, Oh yeah, he's just told all these things. And he's like, I don't give a shit. And then sure enough, it's uh, you know, it, Basically, what it ends up doing is like it turns them partially into like the wolf. And then it's like, well, then Milo goes, well, we have to complete the process before I can actually cure you, which is also kind of evil in itself too. the fact that he has to take more to yes. just fully transform into the wolf in, in order to get the antidote. It's like that's a little sleazy too. the fact that he's partially there, which you see him where he's like partially transformed and then he has to fully do the whole thing just to uh just to get cured so that was like evil on milo's part well and then when he takes it and he's like the pain it, it made me think about what you were talking about with american werewolf in london yeah. it's like oh no this this transformation is going to be oh not just uncomfortable it, it it's going to be it's gonna be a gut-wrenching yeah. transformation my yeah. only issue with this flash i think the flashback does some cool things where like they're talking, but they're in the flashback while they're talking and giving the exposition. I thought yeah. that was cool. That was I did cool. find it a little confusing because I was lose. I, I I started to lose the thread a little bit about. It does get you- a lot. I was right there with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this, however, is one of those exposition things that I criticize normally because you're telling a character a thing that he already knows. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's it, it's one of those really bad exposition scenes where we're going to explain something to characters who already know this information for the sake <laughs> of the audience. It's like, no, that's not. Yeah. I'm sorry, Lynn. I love you. You are a great comic book writer, uh, but this is not how you do exposition well. See, I thought you were going to have a complaint about Champ Flakes. I literally wrote Champ Flakes. Oh, like I did, you, you know what? I did, it didn't bother me. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just thought that was funny because, you know, obviously they're showing a montage of how, you know, a- after he took uh, this steroid derivative, uh, he basically, you know, obviously money, fame, women, all the stuff came with it. And then, of course, they show like his commercial and it says Champ Flakes. And I just thought, well, he couldn't come up with something just a little bit more. <laughs> Like, you know, craftier, but champ flake. Well, like, like Wheaties is really the most crafty thing in the world. I mean, yeah, so. I know, I know. But I just thought maybe they could have done something a little bit. I just, I just, I don't know why I just wrote that down. Champ flakes. Yes. We want some champ flakes. But um, yeah, so he has to take more. And then, of course, uh, we get Bullock. Hey, we get Bullock in this episode. How about and that? being like a good, like, cop, cop. cop. I know. Yeah. Not, you know, not being the slob that he usually is, but, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, Gordon wanted to, or I think it was Gordon that wanted to like call, or who called, somebody called him up. Was it Gordon? I can't even it remember. It was Gordon because he oh, was, Gordon, right? he, he was following up on the Timberwolf. Yeah, you know, that's right. Lead. That's right. And then, of course, Bullock, you know, sort of meets, uh, Hammer at the, I guess you could say, yeah, at the zoo this time. And he just starts asking about the wolves. And, you know, Bullock, like, like I said, he actually does some good detective skills because he's suspecting that Hamner, he did his investigating, said that, hey, yeah, your uh, your bank account this week uh, got a little inflated. I'm thinking that you let them in. And sure enough, Hamner confesses that, yes, he was just told to leave 
leave the gate unlocked essentially or the door or whatever the heck yeah and that was it or the yeah the gate door and, and, so. and, and, and i just i love it how like and, and bullocks they're playing bad cop like threatening to feed him to the wolves and yeah i loved it i was like yeah this is bullock like you're you love episodes like this where you go yes bullock is a competent cop yeah he can be i mean yeah he still has he he has some good he has some good and then of course you get that shot of him taking away hamner and then the two wolves in there and one of them just goes Ooh, you know right where the moon is of course just just to add a cool little transition and then um and then we get back to tony and milo and then you know tony uh transforms and then you know but this time he starts turning on milo <laughs> It's like you see Milo holding the antidote and he's just like, oh, shit, wait a minute. What are you doing? Like, what the hell? And he starts going after him. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Funny thing. Uh, you know what happens in the comic? Huh. Oh, he kills Milo. Oh, OK. Yeah, I figured it was going to be something gruesome. I'm like, he rips his head off. You know, uh, all something. you see is like he jumps on top of Milo and all yeah. you see is a little blood like you know, oh wow nice. yeah at, at, at the same time as you see the antidote like falling and Splash. breaking flashing yeah. on the floor yeah. yeah and that and that was the end of milo and <laughs> comic books oh may he rest in peace now fuck that guy um no but yeah so that all happens and uh you know the the little shack that they're in at the construction site you know falls completely down but of course you know he's a werewolf so it's not like the, the that whole thing crashing down is going to stop him he comes you know out of the rubble and then milo falls into like the pit where batman is and then when batman wakes up conveniently there is <laughs> something there for him to pick the locks i know right yes there's <laughs> a little convenient it's like a little it almost looks like a I don't know, some you know, like a, a some kind of pin or I don't know, it's something where he gets it, puts it in his mouth, and starts, you know, yeah. jimming the locks. Yeah. <laughs> it's convenient as hell. Hell but, yes. You know, but hey, you know, there's gotta be something. You gotta give you gotta give him some something of you gotta give him something because he is fighting, he's gonna fight a werewolf that will rip him to shreds. So you gotta have that. The one thing that gets me about that being convenient as hell is he does. They didn't take his utility belt away. I mean, I thought they did. Did they, did they? Okay. I thought they did because I remember Tony when he was knocked out. You actually see him take off the belt. Real, oh, like, that's why right. you do yeah, see him take yeah. off the belt. So okay. He did not have the because they know. I mean, you know, kudos on them to. I mean, anybody who ends up, it seems like. You know, even like back to the Riddler episode when Batman and Robin show up at the uh, the amusement park, what does Riddler say? He's like, put down your utility belts. I mean, these these some of these people aren't stupid. They realize that that is Batman's superpower. It's like most of his super or some of his superpower, half of it is at least in that utility belt. So they're yes. like they make sure to get rid What's of your that superpower game. again. Yeah, I'm rich. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what it is. So then, of course, we have uh, we get a little showdown. Uh, between the wolf and uh, and uh, and Batman, and then again, it's a stormy night, Gotham City, and we got this older couple that's just walking. <laughs> it's like, all right, is there this uh, is this and the lady who was jogging in the park earlier? Are they part of the same family? Do they not realize they live in Gotham City? You should not be doing this at night. Come on now, <laughs> next to a construction site, yes. like. Yes, I mean, God knows what's that. And then, of course, you know, peek into that one little board that's not 
that's that's missing from the fence and he could yes. see Batman is fighting the werewolf and they're oh we gotta call the cops. So it's like oh, okay, so you're there to get the, the cops there. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'll give it to you. But but seriously, don't walk around in Gotham <laughs> City. In Gotham City. I mean, maybe certain parts you can, but I, I'm 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 guessing a lot of parts you should not. So <laughs> and then of course. When all this is happening, Batman, I, I love how he does his, you know, instead of an inner monologue, he's got to say what he's going to do. So he's like, oh, well, let's take this to higher ground because that's Batman's advantage is higher ground. And uh, so, of course, they get up to, you know, part of the construction. This is where the police start showing up with Bullock, by the way. And what's funny about it is, you know, as much as we are appreciating Bullock being a, a, a good cop in this, he does do a little bit of a douchey thing in this episode. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, Bullock's got to still be Bullock. <laughs> yeah, he's still got to be Bullock, and that's kind of where that's the clip I wanted to show is like when they're on top of, um, of the uh, the little or the construction right here, and then uh, you know, I mean, it's I was trying to figure out which uh, which clip to pull, but I think this is a good place to uh, see it right here. This little showdown with the chain and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then just right there, just right and then there's that. And then you got the lightning strikes. And then right here. Yeah. Yeah. For now. <laughs> Batman just trying it. And then oh, right here he's cool move. It's a cool move. It definitely is cuz it's like swinging in like that and then just coming right back. Got that drool right there and then he's like I came in like a wrecking ball. And then that lightning strike and just zapped them perfectly. Oh, man. Which is funny because that same scene practically happens in the comic, except for instead of being the wrecking ball, Batman gets a rebar and stabs him with it, and oh, then the lightning wow. strikes the rebar. <laughs> okay, that'd be a little too convenient right there. So I know. that's a good little change. But yeah, he just, I mean, I was like, oh shit, man, just everything with that, it just... With the with that and just swinging in both, like got him twice too. That's what was kind of cool about that is he gets knocked into it, swings back, kicks him, and then comes back around again and just throws the whole thing at him, knocks him right into the water, and uh, bye bye Wolfie. Um, and that's pretty much we don't see him again after I know, that. He, I'm sure he pops. He's got to pop up at some point in the in the in the tie-in comic at some. I point. think he does. I'm trying to. I I remember having a cover with like some. I, I'm pretty sure that he did. That's why I was thinking, did I have the original book? Which I don't think I did. But I think there was something in the uh, the tie-in comic. And then and then of course we have Milo who's getting you know he's getting put into the ambulance and he's just flat out. Like they'll never convict me. You don't have, you know, he's, he's cocky. He's being all cocky. He's like, you don't got anything. And, and Gordon's just like, you know, hope he's, I think he says something like, uh, don't be so sure about don't that. Be, don't be too sure. Yeah. yeah. Don't be so sure about that. It's like, come on, dude, you're, you're busted. Cause I think Milo thought, well, the guy just took it on his own. I didn't, what did I, I didn't do anything. What he, proof do I, you have? I yeah, mean. exactly. God, a little sleaze ball him. But uh, yeah, then of course we get, 
to Tony's house, which is for sale now. And, you know, some couple is looking at it and, uh, you know, they do that whole thing. Oh, yeah, this was this house was owned by, you know, so and so. And then, of course, like you said, we see like the Greek statues and everything like that, like you were pointing out, which when you said that again, just made sense. We see all that. And, you know, um, the lady, the realtor lady just says that he just left and never came back. And then, of course, we get that obviously shot of we see the moon and then oh well once again you get a great like tragic ending like batman the animated series does so well because you hear that great you know the guy who's like looking you know the prospective buyer of the house says guy with just about everything and he gives it all up i'm like ah there's the moral of the story it really is no it's good i mean that's that's i mean like i said this this episode really could have went full camp I mean, no, and there's times, there's times where it, it really, uh, yeah, it, it, it got close. It was, oh, 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 it was getting to the point of, uh, you know, and even sometimes I was like, you know, especially with the convenient lock picking device <laughs> that was right there for Batman. Yeah, sure. But at the same time, you know, still fairly, you know, it's a decent episode. I enjoyed it. I really do enjoy it. And I, it, it's one of those that's like, it doesn't feel like it as a batman episode kind of like yeah. we talked about last week yeah. with tiger tiger but yet because the werewolf is sci-fi it's chemicals it's steroids yeah. it's like oh no you can like you can like explain this you know and i and i and i like it so it makes it feel more i mean we we've had batman fight a giant mud monster i mean <laughs> a werewolf does seem like a bridge too far yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much the episode. Uh, what do we got next week? We have Day of the Samurai. Day of the... Ooh, guess who's coming back? Yeah, uh, yeah with that death touch, he just wants to uh, give to Bruce. This is this is it's not a this, two-parter. It no, is two, no, it, no, it's, it's just, a it's just yeah. this one episode. But yes, this yeah. is the death touch episode. Yes. Yes, I remember that. I always thought that was where, I, as a kid, I was like, is that a true thing? I mean, you know, I, there's always been talks of like that being a true thing, but I mean, most likely isn't. It's probably just hogwash, but yeah, you never know. I mean, God, when you watch like what Bruce Lee could do, just like, you know, just with like a, just balling up his fist and then just going like that and just basically like, you know, doing crazy shit like that but there's a lot of people who will claim that it does exist but who knows if it does but uh yeah i don't, I don't know what you're talking about kill bill volume two i totally watched it happen <laughs> yeah she, that was a whole that was more than that that was like she did some crazy stuff yeah that's right i forgot that that's how she takes out bill which uh i thought that was something about kill bill two is like even though it wasn't as it wasn't like the first one which i think tarantino crafted it like that especially if you watch it back to back it does play out so very well but it it doesn't have like the craziness like the crazy final battle like like in the first kill bill but well i think it's because the first movie volume one is more like a kung fu movie and volume two is more like a western western yeah exactly but it still has those elements to it but yeah and then when the showdown at the end it was a lot of great dialogue which of course tarantino has and you know and then just the way that it ends it was like yeah that's a good way to do it so there you go guys that's uh that is moon of the wolf right there and um we appreciate you guys uh uh discussing it with us ch- uh, chatting with us a little bit here so uh, go ahead scott send us off 
Of course, you can find me on Twitter at ScottDC27. You can find my podcast, the DC Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. We're on Vero Facebook, YouTube, with the entire network of shows at SquadcastMedia.com. There you go. And make sure you smash that like thumbs up before you leave. Subscribe, hit the notification bell, become a member if you want to. Got the Patreon down there too. And then of course we've got the film junk closet with the shirt. Hey, like this. That's right down below if you want to have something like Without that. Without dog hair. Without dog hair, yeah. Mine currently has a little bit of fur on it, but um, you know, maybe that's part of me. If there's there a full moon tonight, I'm I'm scared now. Anyways, all right, guys. So we'll see you next week at the same bat time, same bat channel. Talk to you guys later.